0: Good morning. All right, kids, you are free to go and enjoy the fun activities. It's gonna be a lot better down there than up here. You can go. It's gonna be rough for you, Max, up here. No, I. Uh, this week has uh, been a bunch of people are like all over the place. They're going to Florida, Arizona. Um, Ohio, whatever. Uh, now, I wouldn't really love that, but uh, I find it really interesting because they're all going on these nice vacations. That's getting ready before, before the school year. Because it feels like we're in the middle of summer, but I just got an email that just said, "Hey, we're one month out before your daughters are going to school," and I'm like, "Already? Already? I thought summer—the heat had just come. It comes quickly." But then I was thinking about all these people on vacation, and they're all going there, and they're traveling together with the family, and they're visiting more family. And that's sort of what we're going to be talking about today: is how do we love people and love others? Because if you've ever been on a trip, a long trip, especially with a lot of family, there are times where, just going to be honest, have you ever been annoyed, just a little, just a little, being like, I could do some time. I like the people that are just saying, No, I'm fine. I know you're lying. Repent now. <laughs> no, uh, so that's what we're going to be talking, loving people, loving others today. We have basically been going in this, dealing with this relationship with God. And we started with God's radical, awe-inspiring love. It has been just, do we really enjoy that from creation to who God is about us? loving us. It begins there. And then it went from us loving God. How do we love an almighty God? How do we have a relationship with him? And then in that, we talked about knowing God. So God knows us, and we get to know God. And what is that? And now, we deal with loving others. The past few points, the past few points, all that section has been a very vertical relationship us dealing with God dealing with that now for the first time we start dealing with horizontal so let's begin with prayer and let's dig in there any father first of all I just thank you for a great day Um, I thank you for the rain for the crops for uh, the cooling down and uh, it's your will be done And as said so early, uh, earlier this morning uh, during Sunday school, uh, thank you for it not being a storm. (laughs) Just thank you for the rain and uh, thank you for this time together. Be with me right now as it is all your word, it is all scripture, it is all from the study, and it is none of me. And may your words impact the hearts of people in here. And may all the glory and honor go to you and everything that is said and everything that is done. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, like I said, we are dealing with the horizontal today. So uh, if you could, could you turn to Matthew 22? And then we're going to be dealing with verses 34 through 39. If you don't have the Bible, they're going to be up here as well. But I think it's great to dig through the scripture and open it up. Um. As reading through Matthew 22, uh, Matthew 22 is just so, so dense. There's so much just in Matthew chapter 22. Actually, this is the third time. I've only been here like seven weeks, and this is the third time I'm bringing up Matthew 22. It wasn't even 100% plan that way. It's just so deep. So we had talked earlier about loving God, and that was one of the first points This is what he says. So read with me here. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we had talked already about loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. We are now dealing with the fact of the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself. This is the title for the day Love Others. Wearsby talks about it from his commentary. We, our love for God cannot be divorced from the love of one's neighbor. So what actually is happening here, and I want to do a little bit of background. Right here, Jesus is actually doing a part of a quote from Leviticus 19.18. So he's actually taking a quote, and this is what Leviticus 19.18 says. He, it says, You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love the Lord. No, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So basically, if a person really loves God, he or she must also love his brother, sister, and neighbor. What I love great about this is Jesus asked a question or is is asked a question he's asked what is the greatest commandment i love jesus because a lot of times he answers questions with questions but this time he answers but he does not answer how the person wants because the person is there setting a trap we talked about this they want to set a trap we've all been asked a question where you know this is not for my best interest this this person's out to get me, and a lot of times we respond in anger or we get mad. And, but Jesus usually responds in questions. But he doesn't even he doesn't even listen. He he basically. So you got to decide: Did Jesus answer with one? Because he only asked for one commandment. Did he really say one to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul? And it. So basically, he put two there, or are they connected? Are they so ingrained that they cannot be without each other? Because a lot of times I think we like to separate them. Put them in, oh, it's an and, and the second. They are, but it's so, you can't love God and hate people. You can't hate people and love God. Like there's this connection because we go back to people are made in the image of God. Remember the gold coin? Give to what is Caesar? What is Caesar? Give to God. What is God's? We are God's. We are in the image of God. So if God made someone, we have to love them properly. That is vitally important. We're going to jump, I'm going to jump to this verse for a second because uh, 1 John 3, 16 and 18, it's going to be up on the screen. If you want to go to it, that's great. But I, I really I value this. This is really good. It goes, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brother and sisters. If anyone has material possession, I'm going to stop there for a second. So we're all, we've already said you must sacrifice your love. But I also love, it goes, if anyone has material possession... Because sometimes people have more stuff than other people. It's just the way of life. We were talking about it a couple weeks ago down there. A lot of times when I was growing up, I was more under the impression of the poorer you are, the poorer you are, the closer you are to God. And I'm not saying... I I think money comes with a huge burden. But throughout Scripture, there are times... King David was a man after God's own heart. And this is not possession, but there is a what you do with that possession matters. Because there's some people right here that if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can they love the love of God be in that person? So what you do with it matters. And the reason why I'm saying that is we're in America We are of higher than other people, and mostly around the country, in this country or around the world. I mean, you have material, you have possessions, you have that. But if you have no pity, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with our action and in truth. I'm telling you right now, The more each week you guys get to learn a little bit more about me. You know, I like Florida State football, I like Indiana basketball, I like apple pie a la mode, and now, right now, for the last two to three years, that's my verse. Right there. I like the one where it says, little children, some say dear, some say little children, I'm more the little children, let us not love with words or speech but with action and in truth. That leads to the first point on your paper, if you're filling it out. Not just words, but action. If we want to have a right relationship with God, we need to be right with God, but we need to live it out. We just can't say, hey, I'm going to love people. Words, <laughs> words are just words at times. It's really interesting. I was in a meeting, and I have meetings once in a while, and people ask, they've asked me, well, how do you do? keep your schedule? And I basically have I've tried to write it down. I have a note card, so I have the week schedule. I put it in my phone, and then I also have like a monthly calendar to do that. And, and I was being asked this week, well, why do you do so much? And I could, uh, the one person was like, why do you put it in your phone? Well, the phone is so I can set alarms. So, But the main reason why I do it and my biggest fear is, and I probably will do it, is not to show up. Like I forget something. I don't show a meeting. You know why? Because if you don't show up to that meeting, that person already thinks that I'm not valuable. That I'm not. That you I'm not worth your time. That is an action. Showing up is an action. Showing up is part of the, th- the thing. That is not just words. I could say I love you. I was like, hey, let's have this meeting. Let's do this kind of stuff, and then I never show up. You would say that. I'm not fulfilling what I'm supposed to be doing. How do you do that in your life? If you love God and know God, and God knows me, now is the part of producing fruit. So we've been really, and I I really wanted this, we've been really talking about the vertical, but now the horizontal really begins, is producing fruit, and you cannot do that if you are not connected to the source. You cannot, you, can, you cannot create godly fruit by yourself. You have to be connected to God. This leads to point number two. What is the fruit? Galatians 5.22 says this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, how many know what forbearance means? Show of hands? This is what's great, because last week, we ta- or a couple weeks ago, we talked about you can read the Bible, but not study it. You know what I had to do? I had to go look up what forbearance meant. I didn't know. You know, I study, and that's where all of us are. And forbearance is the action of refraining from exercising a legal right. Especially enforcing the payment of a debt. So basically you're basically not collecting on something that really is yours. Like by legal means. It also says this about fruit of the Spirit. It says kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now I'm going to read these again. I want you to really look at your own life. The greatest thing you could do is have a real conversation with God and really do it. What's great is no one else knows. This is not, a, you're not, I'm not making you raise your hand. Oh, I do love real good, you know, like peace, really good, joy, no. You know, like I'm not making you do that. But you have to wrestle, do these, does this fruit come out of you? If people were to ask, is this what they see? Do they see love? Do they see joy? Do they see peace? Do they see forbearance, which now you understand? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It says, and against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. But I've also come to realize, I think sometimes in life we, we see that side, but also if you see the negative side, I think that shows, it even illuminates what the good is because it doesn't stop there. It says in, in Galatians 5.19, these are the acts of the flesh. The acts of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, On that one, there's some that like stick out like, glad I don't do that. But then there's some that I'm like, I sometimes get a little closer than I want. Like selfish ambition. Does that ever creep in? Dissension. Oh, I'm perfectly great with everyone. Don't want to cause that. Idolatry. A lot of times we just put that, oh, that's, that's an old, oh, that happened way back. Really? We don't put little idols up in our lives in front of God? And maybe you're dealing with something else, impurity. I don't know what it is, drunkenness, whatever it is. God's saying that's from the flesh. And we are not called to do that. We are called to produce fruit. We are called to love others. We are to love people. The reason why I wanted us to sort of dive with the the fruit part a little bit and knowing that we gotta be connected, I think a lot of us in this room know that we're supposed to love God and love people. Correct? Most of us have been taught that our whole lives, but we, when we love people, we, we try to do it ourselves, we try to do it this way, and I'm just trying to right now implement that you can't really love people well, and you can't really love people at all unless you are connected to the source. Have you ever been on a plane? Ever, if, hopefully all of you have been on a plane. What do they say at the beginning of the flight when they're talking, the first time they go, if cabin pressure changes, what's going to drop? Mask. What do they say? They say something every time. Oh, they, no, they say put it on yourself first. Put the mask on yourself first and then put it on anyone else or your little children or anyone else around. Why is that? You're no good. You're no good if you're passed out. You're no good a lot of us are living lives passed out. Because we're more worried about putting stuff on other people, putting masks on other people, not the way God wants, the way we want. And God's saying, put the mask on. Put the mask on. See things through my eyes. See it through my eyes. And the reason why I'm saying like, a lot of times, we might love people, but I think we have it in our way of loving people. Well, they have to do this, this, and this to earn my love. If they do this to me, I'm not going to really ever give them a second chance. But I'll do it on my own. And all of a sudden, it seems a very much we're doing it on our own. But when you see things through the th- so many times, through what God's eyes, all of a sudden you're like, that person's royally hurt me multiple times, but God is asking me to continue to lean into that relationship when I would have given up a long time ago. That's a different conversation. Are you wearing the mask? I think a lot of us, I wouldn't say don't have the mask on. I think we just have it on like it's just hanging on there and it's not quite right. And so we're getting some of God, but I'm asking us to really line up with God so we can love other people properly. I'm going to give you an example right now. We're going to be playing this video. It's short. It's two minutes. And, uh, and I just want you to sort of listen to the detail of what, sort of what sort of stands out about this. I'm going to let you know he was this guy was a Satanist. And uh, this is a, just a two minutes of his little story. And then we'll carry on.
1: I did this interview. And in this interview, I said, I don't believe that Jesus Christ exists and after the interview this lady came to me and she hugged me and she held me in a way that i've never been loved i saw this woman is a christian i've never had i've never experienced a christian showing that much love and it except as unconditionally after that interview i had a meeting with council members at that at the church and they said okay great now we've done all these interviews and people know and It's growing. Satanism is growing. And believe me, people, it is. And I had to do a ritual by myself to see how do I get more, more power, more influence. And I did this ritual and I opened myself up and Jesus appeared. And I was extremely cocky. And I said, if you are Jesus, you need to prove it. And he flooded me with the most beautiful love and energy. And I recognized it immediately because that woman at the radio station showed it to me. That's how I recognized the love of Christ immediately because four people showed it to me and I didn't understand it at the time. I couldn't understand because like I said, I didn't believe even when I was in Christian ministry almost 20 years ago, I never knew it until a month or two ago. The love of Christ is unconditional when you experience it, it is something different. I have for a long time believed that I am not worthy of God's grace. Let me tell you something today. The kingdom of God is not a gated community. The kingdom of God is open to everybody. It's my prayer that you will, you will feel the love I've, I, I pray that the peace of, of Christ will be with you.
0: I... Now, I know that it's a qu- quick video, it's much longer, but in the scheme of things, it started after an interview with a Christian woman, and the Christian woman after that hugged him. That's all she did. Then he challenged God, and Jesus basically sent that, the same love. And that was his connection point. Now that guy is going to be spending forever and eternity with us because of a hug. What is so unique is sometimes we think we have to do these huge, big things that like get the person across the finish line. They find salvation and that's the win. That's not what we're called to do. We're called to love people. We're called to love others, and it might be a hug. I don't think that was her just being like, oh, I'm just going to be a nice person. No, she saw the pain, and she saw that this man was heading down the wrong path, and that is what God put in her heart. And she hugged him, and then you know what? God did the rest of the heavy lifting. They didn't have a 10-week get-together course. They didn't have a 10-month study. I'm not saying those things are bad at all, but sometimes we have to realize that we're not called to carry people across the finish line. That is for Christ to do. We are called to love God and love people. That's what that lady did. She was obedient. We are called to be obedient and to loving others. Not the way that we see Being obedient changes lives. This card right here. 2019. 2019 I've had it. So uh, it's three years. It's, you know, pretty long to hold on to a card. I like collecting things. But this one is a little bit different. It has a unique setting in this. This is what the card says. John. Looking back, you are always meant to be our speaker, even though you may have been option G. It means I wasn't option A, B, C. I was way down the list. Your speaking enthusiasm brought back some old memories at Camp Mac days. You did a great job and was blessed to be able to minister with you, Brian Moore. If you don't know, Brian Moore works here. He's here all the time. I spoke for Camp Blast three years ago. It was a simple card. At that time, think about the connection. I was not thinking of ever being the head pastor at Living Hope Church. But a small gesture, a small hug, a small thing saying, I'm going to love someone i'm going to spend time doing this it impacts lives it impacts hearts to believers to non-believers do they know that you are different by the way you love and my big point is i think we know how to do that a lot but we're called we have, we have to actually do it that's what this next point is going to be on your paper you're going to see it going to see application and i'm actually going to give us a couple minutes here of complete silence we were, we already talked about that and i'm going to ask the first question because i think we need to be obedient i think we are a church and i think we are a body that know a lot of information know that we're supposed to love god and love people but we need to be called to do it so i'm going to give you the first question and then we're going to have a little time of just prayer And I want you to think about this. This first question is, who is one person right now in your life that God has put on your heart to love radically? I'm going to repeat it, and then I'm just going to have a little bit of silence. Because I want you to pray to God. Because I know deep in your heart that there's someone out there that God has laid on your heart. And maybe you're doing something about it, but maybe you're not. Maybe there's a relationship that you know I need to tell them about Jesus. Maybe it's a relationship that you need to offer someone forgiveness that doesn't deserve forgiveness and they've really hurt you. Maybe it's something that I don't even know about, but God is just pressing on that just a little bit where you need to love someone radically. Who is one person right now in your life that God has put on your heart to love radically? Just take a moment. Point number two. What steps will you do today to start loving them? What steps will you do today? A lot of times we push this off. I'll get it to tomorrow (laughs) and then tomorrow. And it might be simple. It might might be something like I'm going to call them. You know, a lot of times I've come to this realization when we say it's simple. We're like, oh, pray for them. I think praying for them is actually really hard. Praying for them and you, because now all of a sudden God's in charge. But maybe it's just I need to pray of how to handle this situation. I need those steps. Maybe it's asking them for coffee. Hey, let's go out. Let's go, let's go have some coffee. We just need to talk. Maybe it's going over to a neighbor's house and asking for forgiveness. You know, Bill, five years ago I ran over your dog. I'm sorry. You know, I never liked that dog, but, you know, I need to, I know that's a little bit of a joke, but think about it. There's people that you know that the relationship ain't quite right. here's the thing. It might never be right. It might never be right, but that's for them. What are you doing? Anything can be fixed through God. It might not be fixed. That relationship till the day you buy might, not, might never be 100% right again. I'm just being honest. I'm not guaranteeing the results. I'm guaranteeing though what we're called to do and we're called to love others. So I want you to think about that for a minute. What are you you going to do to take that step? The third one is a little bit different compared to the second one because I also, because I want to challenge you to do it. But there's something else that I gotta say: is don't take that a step until God tells you to. Because so many times it's like, oh, I'm running this program, I'm doing this, and do. What's God telling you to do? Listen to Him. Don't listen to John. Listen to the scripture. Listen to, the, listen to God. But I'm also telling you, don't miss it. I, tell, I told you really quickly about it, but it's funny how this still haunts me to this day. It's when I was in Macy's, and I was at the store, and I'm not really a, like, hey, I'm going to talk to other people. I like staying in my lane at times. I'm in my lane. But I felt God tell me I was supposed to pray for this one lady. Like, just supposed to do it. And I did it. And it still haunts me. Because I wasn't obedient. I want you to be obedient in God's timing. But I also know that so many of us will miss it. Because we're like, ah, God's asking for now. He's not asking for later. Partial disobedience is still disobedience. You don't get half credit. Well, I thought about it. I know I was supposed to do this. I thought about it. I prayed about it. And then I did. Obedience is obedience. And we're called to love others. We're called to love people. Band, can you come up? We are going to sing and praise God once again. And we're going to listen to God hopefully in our hearts. But I want to really push on you is, what's he telling you to do? We are not just supposed to speak the word. We're supposed to live it out in action and in truth. You can know all the information. Like I said, You can know all the stats on your favorite basketball player. You can know it about your favorite band. You can know all the different stats. But if they were to walk in here right now, they do not know you. Like, you have to live it out. Live it together. Be together. So I'm challenging you today. What does that look like in your life? Let's sing.